नमस्ते कॉन्शियसनेस बेस्ड अप्रोच टू हीलिंग हेल्थ एंड हीलिंग सो वी कैन लुक एट द ह्यूमन बीइंग एट थ्री डिफरेंट लेवल्स इन ट्रेडिशनल लिटरेचर स्पिरिचुअल लिटरेचर वी हैव टू लेवल्स एट विच टू वेज एट विच द ह्यूमन फिनोमिनन इज लुक्ड एट एंड इट इज container and the content and um, mm. so container is the body and what is the content is consciousness in traditional people speak only about phenomena and consciousness nomena and phenomena that's how it goes so <laughs> much of um, medicine health and healing is right now focused upon the container container is the body so if there is a bodily defect you set it right by physical means it's almost like if a car has a problem you take it to the uh, mechanic and he it says the spark plug has a problem or the gearbox is a problem and the car gets all right or you take another analogy if the light current has gone you call the person and he checks and says that you know the fuse is needs repair and the fuse is set right now this we have been doing for a long time it has its place utility uh, but we all know it's a temporary remedy car still breaks down and uh, the electrical current still the fuse goes away the bulbs uh, so there is a constant urge to understand things better so very often in medicine when we deal the body as the only reality that uh, you know body has to be only done tampered physically then we are basically being like car mechanics or you know, people who repair the fuse but then a question arises that why does let's take this analogy consistently of the current why is it that the fuse goes away so then when you start exploring further then you see that there is a flow of energy and if the energy is too strong the fuse will go away or if the wire is very weak fuse will go away these are the two causes so then when you go behind the physical phenomena of the human body we see that it is also an energy system so there are different kinds of energies that flow through it and when they are not flowing smoothly and harmoniously or if the body has some intrinsic weaknesses because of which a little extra current and it breaks down then we start wondering whether just repairing the body is enough or we have to tackle things at the level of the energy so this is where we have a whole world which is known as energy healing now i am not going to go into what energy healing is because it's a field that is still people are trying to explore and uh, you know naturally when something is very new there is all kinds of uh, things which get into which are based on half knowledge half ignorance but essentially one thing is true that our body does need energy and energy comes to it from three main sources one is below which is the food we eat and the other is from the environment which means from the trees the plants the animals 
what we see here human beings everything is an energy system and we are constantly receiving and giving energy we don't understand its importance we i mean just take an example does energy come by reading something or not have you seen that when we are very hungry at sometimes and we are reading something which is very absorbing we forget the hunger in fact after some time we don't just forget it is as if gone away because we have drawn energy from that they are human beings with whom we meet and we feel depleted there are human beings with whom we meet and we come back very energetic because there is a energy transaction which has taken place and uh, you know energy has this tendency to flow from where it's abundant to where it's depleted that's the other part so that's why when we are in a state of depression what happens in depression there is no lack of enthusiasm there is lack of everything all is in minus so if you go in contact with somebody who is depressed what will happen all the energy will automatically go if you are a giver if you are not a giver then the energy will be clustered because one needs energies so this depletion can be at any level it can be at emotional level it can be at you know intellectual level it can be at uh, just the level of the vital energies so this is the way energy transaction takes place horizontally with the world around us breath breath is also with the world around us of course breath has two component the physical and the prana which is behind and then there is energy which comes from above which comes through aspiration by calling in the divine grace so these are the three fundamental forms or types of energy and these three in um, again once we receive the energy these must go into coming in contact with these three different levels so what in in traditional yoga it is called as panch prana the five fold movement of prana now not going into semantics of apan and vyan and you know saman it means nothing actually it's just a use of words which sounds very fascinating oh somebody knows it's not about that look at it very logically there is the same way the prana activity can be gravitating downwards how does it gravitate downwards very simply we are preoccupied with food with sexuality with just the outer needs of the body now what is happening to prana bulk of it is going down literally down the drain <laughs> so this is the lower movement of prana in some this movement of prana is upward so that's when aspiration you can't do yoga without prana that is the strange part you need energy for even for sitting for meditation and aspiration so there is an upward movement of prana and then there are of course in if you take panch prana then there are two one more which is not so much gravitating downwards but a little bit down slope which is desire ambition you see how energetic people become when they have to go to a market to do shopping and if you tell them sit and let's read something do meditation <laughs> that's <laughs> and there is another which is again not towards the highest divine but towards a little upslope upslope is emotions speech is one of the ways through which prana is released into the world energy is released in the world speech is by the way one of the most neglected ill understood ways through which we transact in terms of the energy a person's speech 
can hurt you for life or it can heal you for life. That is the power of speech. Why? Because speech projects the prana. So much so that projects the energy. So much so that the mother has said, when you quarrel, especially when you use foul language, abusive words, then it is akin to committing spiritual suicide. Can you imagine such word? In fact, she starts by saying gossip. What is gossip? When we speak about others, oh, so and so, you know, how horrible that person is. Whether the person is horrible or not, but it is giving your solace that I am better. Or if I am horrible, that person is also horrible. <laughs> this is called gossip. So, it tends to um, dissipate the energy which is meant for spiritual purposes. It, <laughs> we don't have, you know, many people say, when I sit in meditation, I fall into sleep naturally because there is no energy. So, the moment we sit in meditation, we have already thrown, finished all the energy and then either by habit the energy tends to dissipate or it tends to just the only thing we know when we are quiet is sleeping so we just but say go into sleep and of course the highest form of energy is when it turns upward towards the divine in conscious aspiration and there is a middle prana which is known as saman the balancer there is something within our nature which tends to balance the energies it is automatic. This is like a thermostat inside. You know how is fever controlled? You have sweating when there is fever. Because there is an inner thermostat. So when that thermostat is disturbed um, and the mechanisms to normally bring down the fever are not working, there can be a big problem. Sometimes the other way around. You don't have fever, but there is infection. Again, the thermostat is not working. So there is something known as balancer within us. That's why when a person engages in Intense Rajasic activity, the balancer starts giving you the sense of drowsiness and tiredness. Why? Because it says, recuperate. So this is the entire world of energy and its practical usefulness is, when mother was asked, mother when we pray for illness, what do you do? She says, I gave you three times what is necessary for healing. Three times, mother, why do you give three times? Give us even this one, he can't contain. She says, because there is a threefold purpose. First is to cure the immediate problem. That is one part. Second is to help you, to restore you. Because one is that you, you are, your illness is gone. Have you seen that when the illness is gone, the body still takes time to restore? It needs Fever is gone, illness is gone, you see all parameters are normal, but you are just feeling fatigued. So you have to restore the, those parts, cells are damaged, all this. And the third is to transform those parts because of which you fell ill. So there is a threefold purpose. And then she says, unfortunately people just throw it away. I remember one example, many examples I know. One example, very sad example. A very nice lady, young, uh, young means in probably 40s or 50s, I don't remember now. <clears throat> she had cancer and she was a lady endowed with a kind of faith. And, and then she went to Jipmar, came back. She was almost like people felt she is healed. And then what happened was next, people had a party at her house. That she is healed. Very nice, let's celebrate. And what parties are about, cake and everything. 
within two days she again the entire thing went down and within five days she was gone such is the importance of all these things we just think a party is a party what is there no medical textbook ever writes that party can be dangerous have you ever seen this written no parties on the contrary all the medical medical uh, medicine things conferences and everything is all sponsored and most people go there only for partying this is the state of ignorance cross ignorance people go for partying because at the end it's not about what happened in the morning some discussion all that is available but in the meeting people in the evening people will meet together they will eat some nice chai samosas and that's why so this is the kind of ignorance medical textbook don't talk about it because conventional medicine allopathic medicine not conventional medicine still believes in body as a body allopathic medicine modern allopathic medicine is the gift of uh, this yuga material yuga kali yuga so it has done one advantage it has dug into matter as never before all said and done ayurveda homeopathy have not done such a detailed study i mean with all due regards to sushruta and everyone i know about that and it's wonderful what they have done but nowhere in such details right going up to genes molecules <laughs> cells how they divide it's something amazing but in doing so in counting the trees they miss the forest so they've lost sight of the forest and that has been the bane so now we have to recover what we have lost and add to this knowledge it's not like either or wonderful that we know about cells we know about all these thing but we have to now look behind so everything is an energy system a virus is an energy system a human being is an energy system a tree is an energy system when we were children we were told something very interesting that if you have fever sleep below a particular tree you know which tree was it neem tree and if you are um, you know what you should avoid is sleeping below a tamarind tree this is when we were children we were told this now much later i learned that neem is spiritual atmosphere <laughs> the other day i went to see somebody at home and i saw a neem tree i said oh wow here <laughs> of course a devotee and he said yeah yeah it's so wonderful so neem has spiritual atmosphere so there are trees which exude a very beautiful energy which is healing of course there has to be receptivity if we are not receptive we may be right divine may be standing before us we may be closed so nothing should be made into a superstition oh there was a tree and he slept below the neem tree and he died in the morning <laughs> well <laughs> i mean nothing is like we should not try to make absolute rules about anything then they become dogmas but to understand that everything is a spiritual everything is an energy system and that's why very instinctively in childhood i have had smallpox seeing all kinds of hostile beings all around snakes so from the wall and everywhere around and i remember telling my parents oh i am seeing snakes coming in hordes that time i didn't know about hostile forces and they are constantly taking the name of god and saying kuch nahi kuch nahi i said no no they are crawling on my skin so they would say and what they were doing now they didn't know so one is faith in god and the second is neem patta you know neem leaves you put in water and you take a bath and you 
do it with it now the beauty is how does water help you because water also is an energy system water is a very 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 powerful energy system freely available you can charge it this is the experiments but in orville they are also doing an experiment on dynamized water i don't know much about it but the point is water can be actually charged shobindo describes how a naga sanyasi gave to barin something to drink and he was suffering from mountain fever so he held it in the hand and took some mantra and cut it then gave it i have seen a person paralyzed elderly person cured with ganga jal he was on deathbed and my father being you know brahmin doing puja a lot of faith so people believed that you know pandit ji ka hath se bada pandit ji chota pandit ji nahi you know he'll get cured so at night he was called uh, neighbors that please uh, his wife said he is going to die he just praying he call him to give ganga jal and tulsi patta so my father prayed put tulsi patta and ganga jal <laughs> then everybody is preparing he'll die next day morning he is cured <laughs> so it's because that faith which helps you and water has that water can be charged it that that intense moment of faith that ganges water will purify it ended up at some point purifying the whole thing now these examples are not to make them into you know either superstitions or dogmas but to understand that there is much more than what we see and sense and hear and experience now behind energy when we go energy is not the not everything what directs the energy on its path what brings one kind of energy and not others and that is consciousness so we have this three levels at which we can understand things one is the physical organism then there is energy and then there is consciousness what is consciousness it's fundamental to existence there is nothing which is without consciousness even where it seems there is no consciousness like material nature like stone still consciousness is there it is involved it is hidden so much so that everything in a stone betrays as if consciousness is not there still and this is the whole science of consciousness pick up a stone somebody was asking recently which god over mental supramental this mental which god is more powerful you know <laughs> so <laughs> as you see it depends a lot also on faith pick up a stone and you pray to the stone that this stone is the supreme divine <laughs> divine is not going to say oh, but i am he doesn't know me he doesn't know that i am supramental and this stone is only involutionary mental <laughs> divine knows himself as the geeta says in the heart of his creatures that is the beauty if you are invoking the supreme with faith the supreme is there with faith even in a piece of stone or even if nothing is there the air you are breathing and you are breathing it's with this idea that this is this not just air as mother said this air in pondicherry it's charged with the atoms with a consciousness so at the third level we discover that what is even more fundamental is consciousness and if we know how to shift consciousness then we have the master key with us so how to shift consciousness very simple what does consciousness do it tends to make us aware consciousness two aspects awareness and the power so what happens when we are sick where is the awareness anybody who comes to meet you 
you will speak about you know what whole body is paining isn't it <laughs> have a headache i have a body ache whole consciousness has gone into that and is experience you can't experience without consciousness you can't experience this if your body becomes uh, is not experiencing anything either you are on your upward way <laughs> or in coma that's the statement you are not experiencing anything because or you are in trance because the entire consciousness is withdrawn from the surface that's how you don't experience the moment you bring in consciousness even mental consciousness you'll become aware so what we have to do is to learn to shift it so what are the ways of shifting very simple inner yogic processes are not easy unless you have been doing it most people when they are sick they find it very difficult to shift the consciousness there are people who can do it all yogis know how to do it even in extreme sickness they know how to shift it because they have given the life to it to concentrate on the divine on awareness of the divine so effortlessly it goes they can separate themselves completely from all the sickness and it helps heal because the consciousness is shifted but a simple way is use the very means through which all kinds of things are entering us so i often suggest and it's a very simple remedy i mean not to be turned again into another dogma it works with me very much so whenever you are very ill so surround yourself with the highest kind of consciousness that you can conceive what works with me is savitri music mother's words or somebody just reading shubhendu's poem is a personal connect and you'll see that now because your mind your ears everything is drawn toward that ear and eyes are so powerful means so because there is a contact with that consciousness you begin to heal because that consciousness there is no illness If you read in Savitri, Shubhendu says there is a consciousness which no grief can touch. There is a light, no grief can touch there. Another very powerful means is physical contact, touch. Touch is the first thing that awakens. You see. So, how to have the touch of the divine? Many people do it, probably unknowingly. Take a picture of the mother. Just keep it near you. I know somebody who used to have ear sickness, and um, very bad ear sickness. So one would take and normally one Elprax or something to, and some vomicine to make sure. That day the person forgot and was sitting, and suddenly started experiencing that ear sickness. So he didn't know what to do. So he had Savitri, which he put on his heart. and he didn't realize when he went off to sleep and <laughs> when he woke up it was all gone now it's not about miracles there is a process behind it what is the process physical touch of something which contains the consciousness of the divine i don't know whether it's your experience or not my experience that any house i have gone and i have seen shobindo's collected works or mother's collected works just seeing them has given a very different feel to the atmosphere just seeing <laughs> and i have had such beautiful experiences with people who came i'm not even speaking of their photographs which is of course wonderful things touched by them that is unbelievable i know people who from the sand of the samadhi have felt so charged changed inside 
and these are not being told just to you know create a religious feeling oh this wonderful you know another it won't work like that it's not like you start distributing sand from samadhi and you know say this is the cure this is the, it won't work like that there has to be receptivity and openness it doesn't work like that otherwise everybody near mother would have been all so faith receptivity openness is important so faith is another thing which helps tremendously in change of consciousness momentarily so what is that faith somebody asked the mother mother if i feel very strongly that i am cured does it mean that already it has been granted to me that i will be cured what a brilliant question <laughs> and the mother says yes you can take it like that the presence of faith is that it is already been granted that you will be cured now again it's not like oh acha okay now faith is faith ha huh? it is not an intellectual conception though even that can help to live in the mother use the word to live in the consciousness of cure that itself becomes secure another thing which is very wonderful for change of consciousness very simply is <clears throat> that state of utter abandon and surrender noticed when you can't do anything you're pinned down nothing you can't move you don't know which way to go <laughs> it's an excellent opportunity to ex- practice abandon and surrender and the mother says that toward the end of the ag- agenda she says repeatedly that you, you have to you know experience it shubindu speaks of uh, you know few lines the helplessness of a child and in that state when you can't do anything what do you do one approach is oh i am gone done forever helpless hopeless some people even take the extreme step take the extreme step <laughs> as mother says you want to die 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 then die to the ego she says in reference to suicide die to the ego what is it that impels us towards suicide extreme egoistic state die to the ego leave yourself completely in the hands of the divine what he will do what he will not do it's his business not even oh i left half an hour back i abandoned to the divine <laughs> my temperature is not coming down <laughs> forget about it he will create ways and means he has thousand ways i can recount a uh, experience last year which uh, of course i say that it was my corona <laughs> Uh, that time corona had not come ha huh? people didn't know about it but it was january last year and i kept saying this is a new mutant virus this was the word i was using because dengue was negative chikungunya was negative and everything was pointing towards a strange viral infection and i was saying this is a mutant virus all now the telltale signs were there cough and everything fever i was pushed to be in the nursing home and it so happens that just uh, around the time that my temperature is going to go up i don't know i am like in a state where i don't know my temperature what's it like and someone comes and asks how much is this fever just touching the hand oh it's 100 one or something no it looks more can you check no we have just checked now that someone <laughs> being my wife they said acha okay we'll check it 
Can you imagine how much was the fever? 106.7. It was a question of touch and go. I would have just gone that time without even realizing that I am gone. I mean, I would have realized after some time. <laughs> and then, of course, everything happened. The whole machinery got activated and Literally, I remember, only thing I remember is cold baths being given on the bed. I was like a child, helpless. I didn't feel anything. I was happy. But 106.7. So, what happens is, how, what was, how, how it worked? She arranged the Divine Mother, something or someone at that point of time to come, see, insist. Now, we can look at it outwardly as the instrument, but... From the divine point of view, the divine pushes people. Whoever is receptive, whoever is this thing. And instruments are created who come and see and do what is needed. And that time another doctor from Jipmar was also there and he started me on medicines which actually nowadays people give for the corona infection. <laughs> that time it was not given for corona. <laughs> but it just started, okay let's start it and see. I don't know about that time we didn't measure SpO2 and all that. But the point I'm saying is that even in that state, even where you feel it's, you don't even know it's hopeless, but you may be in that state. If there is that faith and abandon, that's what it was. And I'll stop with this example of abandon, which mother recounts. Now we know it's about Amalda. But that time when mother relates the story, she doesn't take the name. But Amalda himself has recounted this story. That once, uh, you know, he used to experiment with all kinds of things. So he took a drug which is already lethal, three times the lethal dose. Okay. And as the effect started, finally he felt something in the heart. And at that point, he just abandoned himself to mother. Consciously. And then he passed off. That point of time, Ma. And he survived. Not only survived, went on to live decades. <laughs> 106 years is not a joke. This capacity to abandon oneself comes when we have this humility inside. People who are arrogant cannot abandon because they believe me and mine. I know it. But this humility helps us to abandon because we know there is something far greater than what I can even imagine. And they have this spontaneous trust. It's a blessing. That's why Mother says, if you have faith, guard it like a sacred treasure. Often people say, if wealth is lost, something is lost. If health is lost, everything is lost. No. <laughs> If hope is lost, if faith is lost, everything is lost. Even if you have wealth and hope is lost, even if you have health and faith is lost, you are as good as a dead human being. So let us rekindle faith, aspiration, surrender, these three things which Shurabindu says. And that is the way to enter into a deeper consciousness. By the power of aspiration we can enter into a deeper state of consciousness and thereby change everything. That's why in this yoga, Shurabindu and the mother so much repeatedly say, they repeatedly say that it's about a change of consciousness. That is the permanent remedy. Treating with tablets is temporary remedy. It's needed sometimes. If you are in a serious condition, you give medicines. 
but it doesn't take away the possibility of illness. You may take any amount of vaccine, this, that, it will come back again in new forms, in different ways. It is not going to, it's not a permanent remedy, it's a temporary, at best a temporary remedy, at worst I am not going to speak about it. Huh? Big boss is watching. <laughs> Sometimes if you use these words nowadays, your whole account may be... <laughs> Uh, so anyways, the point is that yes, physical medicine may be required at times. It's okay, it's not like either or. Because the body does not spontaneously have faith. So you can use a physical medicine, it may be anything, it may be a Ayurveda thing, if you have faith, if you have a homeopathic pill, take it. If you have allopathy, it depends on your faith, take it, doesn't matter. But we all know, any person with a little intellectual mind knows this is not the cure. This is temporary. Cure means radical. Why should we stop at halfway homes? Spontaneous immunity. It cannot come till the consciousness changes and the body changes. And that's why if you go to Ayurveda section, what is the message mother gave? In the supramental body, immunity will be spontaneous. No, Something like that. In the supramental body, the Immunity will be spontaneous and automatic. That is what we want. Not that there is an attack and all this. So that's why they are asking for this change. It may take time, but it's the eventual permanent thing. Change of consciousness. But even if the body doesn't change, it will remain vulnerable. But if we have a change of consciousness, it is enough to create a zone of protection. See, even goes on to say, even without that, just if we keep the aura intact, just by means of, Simple things like cheerfulness, avoid the company of very serious doctors and serious nurses who will come and make you feel kya bimari bichara or serious doctors who will look at your x-ray in old time movies you have seen, no? He sees the x-ray doctor saab kya ho gaya hai? <laughs> Dramatically. Don't dramatize. Mother uses the word dramatizing vital and he says tumor hai brain mein. <laughs> I have never known how seeing an x-ray people will make. But anyway, that's a part. <laughs> it's okay. There was no CT scan in those days. Bad bada operation hoga. <laughs> Don't look at his face. Or if you look at a face of a serious doctor, smile and tell him, Doctor saab, thoda smile to kar do. <laughs> Smiling doctors bring a change of consciousness. Serious doctors also bring a change of consciousness, <laughs> but the other way around. <laughs> if you are likely to feel you are alright, you have walked into the chamber of the doctor and the doctor sees you and first thing he does is puts a barrier between and says, mask pano, ye karo, all that and stay away. By the time you come out, you believe you are a, you know, on the way to Muthial Pit. <laughs> But there are other doctors, even if you are thinking you are on the way of Muthial Pet and they will come to you, you can smile and say, Koi baat nahi beta, ho jayega. <laughs> old time doctors, they didn't have so many medicines, but people got cured, no? That's how we are alive. <laughs> so, people say evidence, this is the evidence, we are all alive. <laughs> I am the evidence, grown up on pink remedies and green remedies. What did the doctor say? All that he said is, Beta, Bhagwan hai na, ho jayega. So that was the Takya Kalam. If he didn't say that, then you know. 
so keep these simple things which are so useful to keep our keep the faith intact even if condition is worst mother says that and faith doesn't mean faith oh i must be cured i must be cured that then we are bringing the element of desire faith that whatever happens will be for our good for everybody's good abandon surrender aspiration and then this trust that yes this body is her body and what she will do with it is what is good for us and to live with this state is just so wonderful this is health and this is healing and doctors who can do this induce this faith this change within patients they are the true healers all the rest are switchboard mechanics namaste <laughs>